Hello, good evening, happy Friday. Welcome to the weekend and welcome to Fools Rush In On. Judging by what's going on off camera, it's going to be a very mischievous night with tonight's panel. Uh, look forward to previewing the weekend's games, talking about the World Cup. And of course, we have been inundated with uh, with sort of unpopular opinions and questions all about the festive season, which I look for forward to putting into tonight's panel. Before we say hello, as always, let's roll the titles. Take my hand, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you. It's Friday night and that can only mean one thing. Hello and good evening, Joe. Hi, mate. I was just singing the anthem there. Um, you you know, sing it so uh, beautifully as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's every time I hear it now, it's like a it's like a national anthem to me. So, uh, yeah, good to be back on. <laughs> you just want to yeah. stand up and put your hand yeah, on yeah. your heart. And, and to be funny, it was they were singing it at Crawley away a couple of weeks ago. And me and Richard stood there, hand on heart, giving it the big one. So, yeah, good, good, good to be back on and uh, looking forward. So it looks like it's going to be good fun tonight. Yeah, absolutely delighted to have you back on it. And I know what you mean, actually, because um, I said uh, when we did Bradford away and uh, and then when we did Mansfield away as well and, and it was being sung, it, it just kind of made you think, oh, he's kind of, we've adopted it as kind of our song as well. So yeah, it's kind of nice. It, it just makes me shout it that extra bit louder when, when we're singing it. Uh, yeah. Someone else who looks like they need to do a bit of shouting just to warm themselves up. Uh, evening, Nick. Are you OK? Uh, yeah, I'm not bad, Fifey. It's been damn cold. Dog's frozen. a bit. Everything's frozen. Dog's a bit unhappy because he's only getting two walks a day instead of three because it's too cold in the afternoon. So tough luck. Lay down. Be quiet. So yeah, apart from that, it's all all's good. I wish I was being taken for two walks a day and then being told I could lie down. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't happy. <laughs> Uh, delighted to have you back on and hopefully tonight's uh, sparkling conversation will warm you up if nothing else pal i'm sure it will sure it will um at least for now because i'm not sure what happened to to our fifth panelist so last but not least uh, the man who is a whole another year older since we last met him hello woody so you just stick stick it out there like that yeah yeah straight through the bottom that's it sorry they're putting the angel on the tree um, how are we? All right. Yeah, very well, mate. Yourself? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I am good. One year wiser, one year funnier jokes, obviously. <laughs> did you did you enjoy your birthday? Other than the football, because the football was shit for your birthday. Literally, if sport wasn't part of my life, it would have been a perfect weekend. Um, it was it was really nice to drink lots, eat lots, catch up with with friends. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, sport is in my life and did ruin it quite a lot. Um, <laughs> but hey, we move on. Um, I never was for a World Cup in this in the winter, so um, <laughs> I move on. Well, let's move on indeed. And while we wait for potentially our fifth panelist to return, if if he's coming back, we'll wait and see. Uh, let's get straight on um, with tonight's conversation. Can we borrow a goal? Um, Needless to say, we've we've discussed over the last couple of episodes the um, the need to basically, for one better phrase, be better 
when it comes to creating stroke converting chances. I saw a stat earlier today, which I retweeted out, um, that nobody in League Two has put in more crosses this season than Romeo Hutton, yet we're not converting them. Now, we spoke, didn't we, Nick, on, on Monday about are the crosses designed right for the forwards we've got, etc., etc. Um, Woody, let me come to you first. How do we approach this to, to get a positive result tomorrow? Well, it's difficult at the moment because arguably in ourselves we're so unpredictable. Um, you know, I think what Barrow, I'm trying to remember now what Barrow are, uh, Top three now, possibly top four. Four. Um, top four, thank you. Um, and so they're gonna be, you know, they're gonna be well up for it. They're gonna fancy their chances against um, you know, against a side that they would definitely have tipped to be kind of top top three potentially. So um how do we approach it? It's difficult because I, I look back at last Saturday and I know I wasn't on, on Monday, but I look back at last Saturday and I just think that it doesn't seem, I know we're, it, the stats, it doesn't seem like we're creating. And I wonder if that's just because we haven't got that kind of excitement. It, it kind of feels we're labouring towards a goal at the moment rather than actually, you know, trying to score at the best opportunities and things like that. And I think if, if, I, if I was to change anything at the moment, um, it is just, I don't feel that we're taking opportunities. I don't even mind if we don't score them. It's more of the case that, that, you know, I always say I always say to any of my strikers with any team I've ever coached. I, you know, I'm not a professional coach by any means, but I always say don't take more than two touches in the box, and your second touch should normally be a shot. And I I generally don't feel like we've got that approach at all. It, um, I think um, uh, Steve um, on Monday uh, nailed it right on the head. We kind of almost look like we're trying to score the perfect goal, and I just don't think. As much as I want us to be a good football inside, League Two, to a certain extent, is not the place to be trying to score a perfect goal. I, I think we need to kind of find that happy medium of do we want to be a nice football inside or do we want to get out of this league? Um, there is a way we can be both. We were so close to it um, last season. Richie Wellens did it. Um, you know, we we were decent to watch when Richie Wellens had it. So we have got, you know... And I think I still generally believe we've got the players within it to do it. Yeah, we need to. We do need a couple of additions in January, but at the moment we've got to make do with what we got. But I do think that's strong enough to be scoring more goals than what we are. Um, but more importantly, let's just take the chances rather than force them to create the perfect goal. Do you do you agree with that assessment, Nick? Is is that how you view it as well? Yeah, Wood is spot on. But what what I hate at the moment. Um, in Lindsay talked about it on his press conference. We're so stats driven that you can forget about all the stats, you know, incursions into the box, crosses, shots, chances. Forget all that. The only stat that matters is the scoreline at the end of it. In, in you know, Lindsay saying, oh, we, we played well at Crawley and, and we played okay against Wimbledon. And, you know, from a fan, it doesn't look like that. So, you know, rip up that bloody spreadsheet and, you know, let's get down. Is what he said. It's League Two football. We, you know, play the football in our half at the right times. But let's have a bit of go about us. Let's, let's have a go at teams. From now on, we've, we've got nothing to lose. We are, we're on 32 points, two points behind Barrow. Um, they've got a game in hand. When they lost their last game 5-0, 
So is this the perfect time to go and play them? Either they're going to come out after having a, a, a hell of a week being trained to the nth degree because they're getting hammered by Stevenage or their confidence is going to be a bit low. Um, you know, they've looking at it, um, they don't, they've drawn one game, which is why they're where they are. They've won 11. They've lost eight games. We've lost five. So, you know, if you want to look at stats, that gives us a decent chance. Um, but it is that final third, what we do there in, yeah, agree with Woody, just get your shots away in yeah, if it flies over the bar, you know, four times out of five, does it matter if that fifth one goes in? That's what you want. So we've, we have got to change the approach and uh, get away from this. Oh, the stats look great. Well, the main stat isn't great. Yeah. Um, I think um, as well, sorry, if I, I was just no, I say, kind of, I've kind of stopped looking at, and I know a lot of fans still talk about, I've stopped looking at the shots on target malarkey um, because I think, I kind of agree with Lindsay to a certain extent that sometimes the shots on target is actually quite a false uh, deliverable of what you're actually doing. Um, And I do, you know, it has convinced me a bit more of the expected goals, but it still feels that like, I think the fans need to pull away from, we've only had eight shots on target because if we had eight shots on target and scored seven goals, yeah, we wouldn't be shouting. We wouldn't be shouting about the shots on target. As as Nick has said, it's more about just and, and unfortunately, whether you like it or not, that is where that expected goal stat comes in because you you kind of want to see those. I do want to see that go up, but I only want to see that go up when we start winning games. You know, it's no good coming out to me and saying we had an expected goals of X Y Z when we didn't score any. You know, it, it, yeah. it, the, the the fundamental thing is still there. We're not scoring enough goals. Um, Joe, let me throw it over to you. Um, obviously, the, the main talking point for a couple of weeks now has been our, our potency or, or potential lack of in front of goal. But what, what in your opinion, if, if we're to impose whatever our style is, how do, how do we go about that tomorrow? I think we've got to get more people in the box. Um, it's me and, my, me and my mate were talking about this last week. And actually, it's funny when I saw that stat with Hutton today and Half the time he's crossing the ball and there's one person sitting in the box. And, you know, we don't have a big six-foot free striker or somebody... There's no late runs from midfield trying to win a header. There's one guy in the box against two massive centre-halves. You know, you got those guys in those guys in central midfield have got to try and get into the box, you know, run on, running onto the ball. Yeah. So a lot of those, you know, of those 100, was 141 crosses of Hutton, I spent 120 of them have been headed away by centre-halves because there's nobody challenging them. And uh, I think that's the problem. We, we're, we're, we're too reliant on Jeff Cott to get goals, but we're also using him coming deep, trying to get the ball, hold the ball up and link the play. And he, he can't do both, you know. You And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be a little bit controversial here, but like Wakelin, I think he's been, he's been in pretty poor form the last few games. I know he got a goal uh, two or three games ago, whenever it was, but he, he hasn't been offering a lot during the games f- for me personally in the last five, six weeks whether it's tiredness or just, just out of form, I'm not sure. But I'd, there just seems a, a lack of, um, like a Lampard, you know, you imagine like Lampard, how he used to get his goals. Yeah. A player, a player like that running into the box, trying even not winning, not necessarily winning the first ball, but winning, you know, when the defender's headed it away or half-headed it away, there's somebody there to get on the end of it. But they're, 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 they're all too busy stood in midfield watching for my liking. 
Um, just just because I've had a couple of messages just in this opening segment, just to uh, explain to people who, who perhaps are slightly newer, um, with the technology we use for doing the streaming, um, Facebook Live and YouTube comments do come up and we can flash them up on the screen. We can all see them. If you are watching on Twitter, for whatever reason, it doesn't it doesn't work with Twitter. We can stream live, but we can't see the Twitter comments. We can see tweets, but not Twitter comments. So if you do want to join the conversation, Facebook and YouTube is definitely the best places to do that from. Um, ben, welcome. Welcome, Ben. You're back. Uh, hello. How are you, buddy? Not bad. Not bad. Long day. Bit chilly, but all good. Um, I want to talk to you about Barrow, um, but before that, I want to come on to the point Joe was just making as you came on there, because I know when we signed uh, Jeff Cott, you were you were like the biggest cheerleader of all the Swindon fans saying what a, what a great sign this was. And mm -hmm. Joe isn't, you know, I, I've had a few people message through our social media saying, do we think we're, do we think we're either getting the best out of him or he's not as good as we thought he was? Where, as someone who was so positive about him signing, where did you stand on that particular debate at the moment? Well, he's not actually not missed a lot of chances because we've not hardly had that many chances, to be fair. Um, we're not really creating much in front of goal for him to have much of an impact. He's he's a, a sort of a finisher and as a fox in the box, but he's also still quite young. So he's also not going to dominate games. Um, so he's probably lacking a confidence a little bit now because nothing's breaking for him. He must be a, a quite a frustrated young figure and he doesn't really want quite know what he's getting head around because he was painted this picture to come to Swindon. We're going to be free-throwing attack inside and you're going to get all these chances and score all these goals. And it's just not happening. So he's probably just being a little bit, um, uh, just a little bit confused, maybe even a little bit disappointed that it's not worked out the way he wanted it to. And, and he need and he needs he needs to break. He needs a little run of goals. Uh, we need to be playing better football. We need to be creating more chances. And I reckon as soon as he gets one or two and starts getting into a routine and a flow, he'll be brilliant again. But he just looks like a player devoid of all confidence and doesn't feel like he's going to. He doesn't look like he believes he's going to score every game, and it's not happening. Uh, same with Wakelin as well. I totally agree with Joe's point of Jake Wakelin. Um, since the autumn rolled in, he's not done, if anything, at all. I think he scored one goal since his unbelievable start. But then he's a young player, and you can't expect a 20-year-old to go from an academy to become your main striker and your main top scorer and your main assist player. That's just too much. He's going to have to have spells out of the team, and he's going to have good bits and bad bits. He, he needs... He needs a big and experienced striker to talk him through it. And to more. Like uh, Jerry Yates said, Owen Doyle. Jerry Yates spoke so positively of um, of Owen Doyle because he just talked him through the game to the games is where you need to be. You know, this is what what would you do in this situation? What would you do differently next time? And, he, and he'll coax him through. And Jerry's done many interviews like that. And that's what both of them need uh, because they're both young players, but we don't have that. We don't have that uh, older striker. There is one that has been bantered about. I'm not sure anyone's heard of before, but we'll see what happens there. Um, again, I will come back to you, Ben, specifically on Barrow. But with this being the, the current discussion point amongst the panel, let me flash Claire's question up here. On current form, would you try and keep Jeff Cott or look for a replacement? Let's go around everyone. Joe? Yeah, I don't think he's done anything wrong. Um, I think when when we signed him, he was he was paraded as this fox in the box, mm. you know, given the ball in the box, he's gonna score goals. And what have we not done? We've not given him the ball in the box. Yeah. Not to his feet. Not you know, we're putting high crosses into the box. That's not his strength. We need to get him the ball to his feet 
in and around the box. Let him run, and and I, he, he strikes me as an Owen Doyle type that's going to finish with one touch. That makes sense, you know, running onto the ball, one touch, bang, goal. Um, and we just haven't we just haven't done that enough, and that's no no fault of his. Um, I, you know, he works hard, and he's an honest guy, and you know, I'd be more than happy to to keep him, but he does. I think he he needs some help up there for sure. Nick, yeah, I agree. When when he signed. Um... Plymouth fans were saying, well, don't expect him to do a lot of work off the ball. He's not that sort of player. He he will stand in and around the six-yard box. But for us, he's been forced out to do that extra hard work because the ball's not coming in. So he's hunting the ball, which isn't his game. So we're not playing to his strengths. Um, I, yeah, I would say keep him. He's only, what is he, 22, I think? So, you know, he, he's not so he's uh, getting into the latter stage of his career. Um if he had somebody alongside him that can guide him and mentor him and, you know, teach him some of the dark arts in positional play, etc., he's going to turn into a decent player. But at the moment, he's not being used to his strengths. And, you know, you've got a feel for the kiddie that uh, he's come here to do a job, but he's being forced into doing something outside of what he's probably good at. But, yes, I would keep him. Okay, would it? Yeah, similar to Nick, mainly looking at his age because he's only 22. I'd probably look at him. Um, I'm starting to, you know, kind of agree that him and Wakelin probably don't work now. Um, it did work for a while. I don't think we can sit there and say that we all knew it wasn't going to work because we were crying out for it to happen. Um, and then, but I think, um, yeah, I the, the predicament comes is obviously he's from a higher league, so his wages are going to be quite high. Uh, or high, higher. So it's whether I would want to, because if we sign him as kind of the permanent, he's going to be, it'll be him or Wakelin, I imagine, starting most games. Um, it's, and, and I guess from my point of view, putting my business hat on, I'd say keep, you know, keep Wakelin and spend the wages that we would have spent on Jeffcott to improve getting in someone alongside Wakelin. Um, not again, I agree with Joe, Jeff, Jeffcott's not really done anything wrong. He scored, what, five? five goals and 11 or whatever. Um, but I just think that with my, with my kind of salaried hat on, just kind of thinking, I, I've got a horrible feeling it will go down to Jeff Cott or Wakelin. And I, I, I feel that it would be a waste to just not play Wakelin because we're playing Jeff Cott and vice versa. Um, so I think um, it really depends on, you know, obviously we know the name that's being branded around, but even if we do get another experienced striker, come in um i think it really depends on whether that happens or not okay uh ben i will come to you and ask you as i flash uh, the comment up from claire here i think if i stood in the box and asked for the ball to feet i might be able to score the odd goal or two uh, personally would like to see him do more she'd be she'd love to eat humble pie though um yeah I'd, I'd absolutely sign jeff cop because in a successful team creating lots of chances he scores lots of goals um i would like a bit more of experienced player to play with him i also like to keep jake wakelin um don't want a lot do you man but you know he might not that that might be the perfect world we might not be a big enough club to support all that and have someone like that you know you know in a wonderful world um you know, ideally, I'd like to have them three and probably send Jake Wakelin out on if we were in League One on loan to a League Two club for six months and have him come back even better. But yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> so it's a conundrum. I'd still like to keep both and have another striker um, and just rotate Wakelin and Jeff Cop. 
And uh, I'm presuming, therefore, Tommy doesn't fit in your plans anymore. Um, well, Toby's conference, bless him. Um, it, it clip, I think Saturday spelt out his days are over because we were desperate for a goal, searching for a goal. We had number nine on and we stick a player who was at Banbury, a winger from Banbury, um, on up front instead of a number nine who we desperately needed. Um, so I think I think that just spells out the confidence the manager has in Adeloy. Um, I think he's going to be made way in January just so we can fit others in, which is sad because it's unlucky for him because he's never had that run. He had an injury at a horrible time and hes I don't think he's barely, he's not started a game, has he? Bless him. Um, but I don't think he's done the business at training as often as he should have. Um, I think he'd do wonderful. I think bloke needs a loan somewhere and then a good club that'll play him regularly. Maybe someone at Hartlepool will take him in and he'll do quite well there, but Okay. Uh, sticking with you then, Ben. Um, where do you see as the the key areas for for Swindon tomorrow? Key areas for tomorrow. Um, yes. Things we have no idea what the squad will be because he let no, he, he kept his cards close to his chest. We don't know who's back. We don't know who's not. We don't know if we picked up any injuries yet. So it's hard to tell who's playing. Um, again, I'm going to say it another time. I think it's about time we change formation to a, a, a 4-4-2 diamond. We're not going to, but I, I would like you to want, see... If you want to play a Stockport, Ben, you'd never want to play it again. I know the Stockport, but that was... <laughs> That Stockport was for every Stockport. There's a Mansfield. Yeah, I think I think we we, we watched enough shit playing three five two, and four three three is playing too many players out of position, and I think four four two diamond just does fit. We have got wing backs that can bomb on. If he really wants to play, um, who's that Tottenham lad? What's his name? Lavinia. Lavinia, he can play as a wing back on the left if he really wants to do that, and so uh, and so they can they can just be overlapping on each side. They can run all day, both of them, and then you can have Reedy, you know, protecting the back two if needs be, but also going up supporting the, the other strikers. We can have two decent centre mids. I think Khan might be back. I don't know the concussion thing. I think he probably one might be back or not. I think he'll be superb. Um, I think it's about time we see Agua get a game. I'd like to see him back. I don't think he's done for a while. Um, I think just give him a chance in there. Spray him about. He pops up with the odd goal as well. And he shoots. Aguilar shoots. I think we all forget that. He creates space for himself and he shoots. We don't have any of that. Um, and we've got the top, top that we usually do with Williams behind who can play with both feet and he can just have the freedom of the pitch. Let's see what happens. We might create a couple of late that leave us a bit open at the back, but I think we'll create some more chances. And I think teams devoid of all confidence. So, just spells in the game where it's high tempo and we're on top of someone for five, ten minutes. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, so that's what I think they should do. What they will do is they'll play 4-3-3. Three, three. And um, I think we'll see more of the same. Do <laughs> We're in danger again, I think. So, so let's give the respect where it's due. Is it a case of Swindon asserting their game on the opposition? Or, or do we need to respect how well... Barrow are doing so far this season, Woody, and, and you know, be, be aware of, of what their strengths are. I think you're always going to be aware of what the opposition's strengths are, but I think if we, and I've said this before, I think if we want to become 
a team gunning for promotion, whether that's playoffs or automatic, we need to stop worrying about the opposition and start playing to what our strengths are. If that means conceding a couple of goals because we've scored four, I don't really care. Um, I, I find myself, I do find myself agreeing with Ben on this one. I think that I would, you know, I think what we should be doing is looking for a bit more attacking intent. Um, I know Wakelin was there for a little bit. Was Hutton there as well last season? Was it Hutton that was at Barrow? Yeah. Um, yeah, full so, season. You know, hope, yeah, so hopefully, you know, two players that might have a bit of a point to prove as well. So why don't we utilise that? You know, it's... um, um, I've kind of forgotten where, where what your question was now, Fifey. But, <laughs> Just being aware of, of Barrow's game plan and their strengths and, and adapting our style to make sure we don't play into theirs. I also think we've got to consider that the pitch will be different tomorrow than what Barrow or us have played on because if it's playable it's going to be damp it's going to be you know kind of boggy because of obviously all the frost and then all of that settling onto it and then it's going to if it is playable it'll be because it's it's thawed out and gone all boggy so I don't really see a fixed game plan I think Barrow played relatively decent football now I don't think they are a who fit team that they used to be um so you know hopefully I've said this so many times this season, but if we take our game to them, our game, whatever our game is, um, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we take our, our our intent, if we take our intent of what we think we should be playing, and they play that way, it might even be a decent game of football for the guys travelling up there. But um, yeah, I think we we need to stop worrying necessarily about the threats. If we genuinely think we're a team that needs to be in that top three or top seven to to a certain extent, then we need to utilise our strengths and play to our strengths and get the other team worrying about us. Um, Joe, that as far as I understand, um, you know, at time of obviously doing this, the game is still on. There is a pitch inspection, I believe, scheduled for half nine in the morning. With the with the way uh, games last weekend and, and already this weekend have been getting postponed left, right and centre, do, do you see this, you know, do you see this being played or, or do you have a concern that it won't be? I mean, Barrow are obviously pretty confident. They've taken the covers and everything off. So um, I think the temperatures actually up, up there are bizarrely a lot warmer than they are here. So um, I guess... One degree, taken, I believe, tonight. If, but, and I think they're due rain in the morning. So, I mean, that's going to thaw, thaw things out. So, um, But they're obviously if they've taken the frost sheets off, they're obviously confident that they think yeah. the game's going to go ahead. Um, hopefully it does, because by half nine, people are going to be probably three hours into their into their journey up and you know they're going to be turning around and coming home so um but yeah like I, I agree with Woody if it is even if it is on it's going to be probably sticky boggy horrible pitch um which is going to make it make it probably difficult for to to really play our our style our our passing mm-hmm. style um our pass and score style yeah, pass and pass and pass and pass and pass and pass and pass style. Crab football. <laughs> Crab football. Um, but uh, I mean, but but generally speaking, this season we've done pretty well against the teams that are at the top. So, um, you know, that's probably because they're a little bit more attacking. There's a few more gaps for for our little little ball, little short balls to to actually open up. So, um, bizarrely, with the with the run we're in, I'm actually relatively confident about tomorrow. Um, okay, it's good. I might be might be. Uh, very disappointed by this time tomorrow night, but 
I, I just think with the way, you know, we've, we've had tough away trips already, Bradford, for example, that everyone thought we were going to get mullered in and we've, we've turned up and, and played well and done well against Orient, you know, mainly the top teams we've sort of performed pretty well against. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting. I, I agree with Ben. I think I'd stick Aguiar in, just give him a go. And he, and he is that, that player I was talking about. He will, he'll arrive into the box and he'll get on the end of things. Yeah. And, you know, if we win one nil and, Aguiar scuffed one in from 18 yards, and that's happy days, isn't it? You know, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Nick, let me bring you in on the debate in midfield as I flash another comment up from Claire. Um, Reed showed glimpses of his old self last week with no Khan in the squad. Whether that's connected or not, she's not sure. Um, so we've got the we've got the, the Reed situation, which seems to get discussed at every week, if not every other week. We've got Aguiar being thrown into the mix. Williams is back from obviously the World Cup and back involved in the squad. What do you see as the right way to go with the midfield options? Um, I think at the moment the panel's being a bit like Swindon. We're all too nice at the moment. Everybody's agreeing. So we'll have to put a stop to that a bit later. Otherwise, we'll get criticised. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't hurt to put Aguiar in. Um, obviously, Williams will play. Um, we don't know about Gladwin. We don't know whether he's fit. And as, as Ben said, Will can be back with the um, concussion protocols. That probably be a bit early for him to come back, to be honest. Yeah, I'd like to keep Reedy in the side. Um, we want to have a bit of battle in there. Um, I mean, you look at it sometimes and it doesn't seem to make a great deal of difference what combination we use. We, we still do exactly the same things. Um, what is it? Signs of madness who keep doing the same things and expecting something different to happen. So we have got to change what we do. Um, now, whether that's somebody like Aguilar, and there's a good point made that, yeah, he does run from deep. And we've certainly been missing that. We've had nobody supporting the front one or two and picking those you know, loose balls up on the edge of the box and, and giving it a go. So um, I think the pitch has is, is already been talked about. We'll pl probably play a big part in it. Um, I think last season, I think it was at that, the game that it just absolutely hammered down all game. And, uh, you know, that obviously didn't help that game. Um, and they forecast rain up there again tomorrow. So the, the pitch could have a big bearing on it. So whether that dictates any team that Lindsay puts out and I guess it's who he's got available um, the midfield's not such a concern for me I'm more concerned with what he does at the back and I'd like to see McDonald back get him on the pitch let's have a bit of leadership back there and yeah. uh, you know we want somebody who's going to battle in and get a, get a foot in so um, but if he goes back three again we ain't going to get anything no well, Ben, let me bring you in there because um, we've spent a you know a fair portion of of this uh, period talking about sort of further forward. How confident are you in what's going on further back in the in the swimming team at the moment? Uh, how confident I am with tomorrow, or just just generally in terms of the defence? I mean, obviously we're, we're still chopping and changing players. I think, um, I think for this level, um, our squad is pretty good. I think it's good strength and depth. I think it's good enough to challenge for top seven, be where we are, probably. I think there's the potential to be better. Uh, I'm not going to harp on, but I think everyone knows my current view on the manager at the minute. And I think he, we are where we are despite him rather because of him. Um, 
yeah, I, I think we obviously need changes, which is a shame because if you asked me two, three months ago, I'd say we need one or two, but now I think we need five or six. Um, so the January's coming at the right time, and hopefully we've not lost too much in touch with the top seven when the time, time comes. Um, but I think there needs to be a little surgery, and some of the players that came in in the summer might need to go away again, unfortunately, quite quickly. Um, but needs must for a successful football club. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're OK. We're a mid-table team at the minute, but um, there's the potential to do better. Uh, Claire again there saying, Fort Defence were our strongest third of the squad last week, and with Minturn being recalled and Lindsay non-committed on returning injury players, do you think the defence lineup will be the same? Would he? Uh, yeah, and I think this kind of uh, repeats a little bit what Ben was saying in terms of this is why I think it will be unchanged. I think one of the biggest positives last week was our back, was, was the defence. You know, they did do well last week. It was our strongest part of our game, really. Um which then does lend itself to whatever we played at the back last week. I don't think it was. Was it three at the back last week? Or we played four no, it was, was, was four three three last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously it would be good. I agree. I think it would be good to have McDonald back um, if he is fit. Um, mainly not just because of what he could offer, um, but also just to kind of get Blake Tracy back out on that on that fallback again. Yeah. Um, and more than anything, I think. Um, Don't you, you know, think he'll play like Blake Tracy and McDonald though? Too wildly uh, off. I'd, I'd, like I'd like to see uh, phrase Blake Tracy back on the left because he gives us some. Because we're all yeah. one sided. We're all lopsided at the minute. It's all down the right. Blake Tracy evens yeah. it out because he gets a quality ball in. But I'm thinking through. Um, I'm trying to think for the manager and his trends. And I think he quite liked Blake Tracy at the back, so I don't think he's going to move him out personally. But I think I think he quite, unless I'm missing something, doesn't he quite like Brennan as well? He likes um, Brennan too. Yeah, he does. So like whereas, him. I mean, I think genuinely we can start to really put question marks on if he's got two centre backs available and he puts a, a left back at centre back instead of one of our, and then um, you know, obviously he's recalled Minturn as well, which probably suggests that he's going to pay free again. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, it actually suggests. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm right, and it suggests to me that he wants Minturn on the bench, so we can put McDonald on. Yeah. Um, is it, that's what I'm hoping. Um, you know, and and then let's, uh, let's just throw into there. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Woody. Let's just throw into there that um, a few of us have suggested in the early part of the season that Minturn would be quite useful in a in a holding midfield role as well. So there is that potential. Yes, that is true, but I don't think that's why he's been recalled. I think he has been recalled because of Boudry's injury. Um, yeah. The um, uh, and 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 arguably actually because of Clayton as well, because obviously Clayton and uh, Minton are that are that type of player. They can play in the centre back and they can play in holding midfield. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't disagree with that. But I'm just hoping I'm hoping. Although I can never dig into the mind of Scott Lindsay sometimes. Um, I am hoping that it is a case that McDonald's fit. He starts McDonald and Brennan at centre back, um, assuming I'm not missing any other centre backs. Um, pushes and then hopefully gets Hudson back out right and um, Blake Tracy out on the left. I can't see how the rest of the lineup would look going forward if he played three at the back. That's my that's my concern. I can't. I think if he if he plays three at the back, it's very defensive, um, and I just think that it, I, I can't see a benefit. I just yeah, I can't I can't put that three together 
Um, I'm not a fan of Lavinia out on the left either on his weaker foot, especially if he's going to be playing in a wing back role. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Fingers crossed, though. From my point of view, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's my doubled. Let's uh, let's go round then and, and ask for people's predictions. Uh, ben, I'll start with you this week, please. Um, I I usually I've been quite doom and gloom a bit of recent recently. I've been quite down on the team. Um, I think I think we might shit house one. I think Barrow might be the better team and create better more chances, but I think we might nick one off Aguilar's knee in the. <laughs> Nick it one nil with a bit of this. We'll have most possession, but I think we'll have three shots in goal and score one of them. Well, they might have a few, and I think we'll hang on. I think we might nick this, you know. Um, I've just got this gut feeling, but I've been a gut feelings have been quite negative recently. I think we might nick one. I, th- I think we win one nil, Joe. Uh, yeah, I sort of agree with that to be honest. Um, as, as I said, as I said, a minute ago, even though we've been pretty poor the last few games. I, I do feel generally quite confident tomorrow. So I'm, I'm going to go for 2-1, though. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's ask Nick next. Well, it's just all agreements tonight. I'll, I'll exactly say what Ben has said. I think we might just nick a 1-0 for a change. Let's let's have a scruffy, horrible, nice. rubbishy, worst game you've ever seen. 1-0, rubbishy goal. Um Okay. Be happy with that. Well, on that Let's note, get three Woody, points. On that note, Woody, uh, mm-hmm. when I ask you for your prediction, speaking of scruffy, horrible, uh, how about uh, it's going to be oh Shane Thunderbolt winner again? Isn't it? <laughs> he didn't. Eat, he wasn't even on the bench last week, was he? <laughs> uh, he started. The, um, did he? Mm. Well, of course he did. Yeah. There you go. I was at the game. Granted, yeah, he had a one shot on target. He had a one shot, and actually, it was a pretty good save. Shade. Um, He'll start tomorrow, by the way. Oh, if he fucking starts. He will start. Um, Craig, Craig suggesting one-two Barrow if he plays. Three at the back. Oh, if he, oh, I thought he meant Shade. I didn't see the punctuation. <laughs> one-two Barrow if he plays. Three at the back. One-one if not. I genuinely thought Craig was saying one-two Barrow if Shade plays. One-one's <laughs> quite confident for Craig, you know. <laughs> uh, because we all think it's going to be a close game, I think we're going to win three-one. Lovely. Wow. We um, need we need we need a goal. We need a game where we're going to score a few goals, and I think tomorrow might be that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Lindsay, to go. Came out in the press. He said, "We you know we've got another Mansfield coming," and it went really. <laughs> it's taken us about four games to muster as many goals as shots on goal. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 2-0 Swindon win. Uh, let's have some positivity. Uh, but it's not just the men's team playing this weekend, uh, weather permitting, of course. Uh, Swindon Town women have two games this weekend, Woody. is two, isn't it? I've not missed a third one. Yep. No, it is two. Um, the under-18s, I believe, are on their break now. Um, so the first team have... Southampton, I think they call themselves Southampton Sirens now. As yes, they do. To differentiate themselves from the other Southampton sides. Um, in the plate, I think it is. Um, it is. At yeah. noon on Sunday. At noon at Eastleigh as well, at Eastleigh. So that, hopefully, fingers crossed, that means the game might be on. 
um, for them. And if the weather predictions are right, it would be just before the downpour as well, which is which is decent. Um, and then the devs have a home tie with Kainsham, who they beat. I should know because it was one of the last games I was there. But I've forgotten what the score was. <laughs> who they beat earlier in the season, uh, but then they did have Annie Colston playing for him. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. That's a down Amney at two o'clock. So, yeah. Good luck to the men's team and both of the women's teams this weekend, then. Hopefully. We can start getting some festive cheer back in amongst the podcast with some positive performances and positive results. Let's certainly hope so. Uh, should we move on to some general STFC talking points? Um, I mean, we did joke off air that we could ask Ben to start this off by discussing the ticket office and how his day went today. Uh, but instead, as you guys have already uh, skipped ahead of me and spoke about Minturn, should we start with a docu-series? And I did see, I just need to scroll back up and find the comment, which I believe came from Charlie. Um, any of the panel watched the documentary yet? My opinions are it's all right. Now, I believe the answer to that question is yes, Woody and Joe have. So, uh, Joe, would you like to go first? Yeah, I think all right is probably the right word to use. This. For me personally, it's a bit of a summer for nothing. Um, uh, we, me, and me and Woody were well. We were discussing between us, but me and Woody both said that the probably the Angus McDonald episode is is, is by far the best episode in my opinion. Um, you, know, you know, an insight into what that guy's had to go through in his career, and uh, to to have the to still have the drive and the and the. You know that he wants. He's willing to still play the game after everything he's been through. Then I, you know, I take my hat off to the guy, and I've nothing but nothing but good things to say about him. The other the other episodes are just a bit, yeah, just a bit. Nothing really. Just there's nothing there that we haven't been shown before or been told before. Nobody said anything on any of them. Not so I went. Oh well, that's interesting. It's just been. It's sort of covered everything that we've already heard, and you know, hopefully the, the next five, whenever they're coming out. Maybe hopefully there'll be a bit more behind the scenes footage as such, but yeah, it, it's nice. I mean, fans like it, don't they, to to see things behind the scenes and and bits and pieces. But yeah, it, it didn't it didn't we didn't learn anything. Put it like that. Okay. I would I would like to watch it. I'd like a series that has to come out two or three later when all the players are no longer at the club. And then you get a proper documentary where you have the arguments, the throwing, the arguing in the changing room, the teacup throwing, the tactics beforehand, the disagreements, who gets on with who, the proper what's it like rather than the sort of candy floss that that, that is. It, because it's being released mid-season and it is this season, it's, it's going to be like childlike documentary, isn't it? It's not that what's really going on is what the club's allowing you to see. Um, so it's gonna be great for kids, but it's it's not what we want. We want we want dirt, we want arguments, we want fallouts, we want to know what people's thinking, we want to know what what happened at half time, we want to know why we played so bad in the second half and so well in the second, or vice versa. We want to see McCurdy throwing milkshake at the <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that happen there. I want to see his bollocking. I want to see all that, but with that can't be shown to everyone's left. So. Yeah, but the trouble is, Ben, they're all too nice. It's, yeah. It don't happen. 
Yeah, but I, I want to see. It's all too that, nice, yeah. nicely nice. So it's well, it's yeah, it's it's not it's not even like that Swindon documentary we've got for it. It's just a it's a candy floss pop doc. So it's uh, it's for kids, but it, it's probably it's something to do. But I'm not paying for it. <laughs> um, Woody, just just before I ask you your opinion, I don't know if the answer to that was yes or no, but I did flash up this comment from Claire. Was there any injury update on Megan? Do you know? I want to. I want to assume she actually means Emily. Um, I'm not, I could be wrong. Um, I haven't seen an update, but then obviously they haven't played. So um, I think obviously Grace Kazir played in goal in the um, game the other week. Um, that went into a penalty shootout, but I don't know if that was already in the plans or whether that was because Emily uh, was still injured. I'm going to assume it's Emily still injured. The only thing I do know about it is that it's not as bad as it looked <clears throat> when we went to the game. Um, that's the only thing I do know. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I haven't I haven't caught up with them. <laughs> it was Emily. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but that's as far as I know. But she's a she's a strong egg, is Emily. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in the turn of the year. Okay, and your thoughts on the docu series thus far? Uh, the more and more I thought about it, I'm going to be honest. Oh, this pains me to say it because it is our club. Uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed. Um, I think, and I, I was try- when we were talking off off air, I was trying to think of what I would compare it to, and I, I think I've come to the conclusion. You know, like when you apply for a job and they have like an onboarding video or something like that to kind of try and sell the company to you or it could be on your first day and you get a video from you know from the very corporates it reminded me a lot of that like i agree with i think joe said that one one episode particular about angus mcdonald i thought was was pretty good um i thought that one was really good Uh, i say really good really good compared to the other four um but yeah i just i'm I'm with ben and and i don't necessarily agree, agree that they have to wait to the end of the season to show some of that stuff i mean you it's not, it's not, if you, I watch a lot of like docu-series that, for non-league and stuff like that. I don't know if anybody follows like the bunch of amateurs series with Dorkin Wanderers and, and stuff like that. That's all this season. And that's, you know, that is like kind of halftime team talks. And I get why they can't do all of that sometimes, but it didn't feel like for me, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a behind the scenes documentary. Um, you know, I kind of almost expected, maybe my expectations were too high, but I almost kind of expected to see maybe Clem and Rob having those kind of awkward conversations and just get a general feel of um, of a real kind of behind-the-scenes documentary. For me, it was just an interview, a, a bunch of interviews with, with with individual members. The one on Sandra Jim McKayley was a waste of time. Um, if you want to save ATP, don't watch that one. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't... I, I'll probably still be a bit of a con and watch the other the other five when they come out. Well, you're invested thus far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just I don't know. Just it did feel a bit disappointed. I think of you know I'm I'm not expecting the all or nothing series. Don't get me wrong, but um, when you think of Sunderland till I die, what what level was Sunderland when they did that League One? League One. So the production the production is there for somebody, um, and I just I I feel like. The big hype that they had beforehand and all that, in my opinion, it was a little bit of a letdown. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to see Swindon getting a little bit of something. But that's the other thing for me. It's on that bloody recast app thing that nobody ever watches. Or I think when I went on there earlier, the last thing on there was something like the, the third kit from last season's launch or something like that. And it's just like, 
it almost I, I should have really looked at the warning signs when that came out to say it's on recast. I was just like, yeah, why why is this thing not on even if it's just direct to our website, but why is it not? Why can't they bring it out and get some real production team behind it? Because when they were talking about it months ago, that's how they made it sound. I think yeah. there was talk about Paramount Plus doing it and all that kind of stuff, like um, Discovery Plus did with Dulwich Hamlet and stuff like that. It's yeah. I don't under, I don't understand why we couldn't be a club that could have that could attract that. We're it's a very attractive story. Our recovery is a very attractive story for a football fan. Um, so yeah, I don't understand why. Yeah, it just wasn't. It didn't. It hasn't. So it, I'll watch it, but just because I want to see if the next five are better. Here's an interesting one for you, Joe. Claire, Claire's really trying to stir the pot tonight. Do you think it's been edited before release because of recent results and fan backlash? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, and I think it, there seems to be a lot of stuff coming out of the club now that is very heavily edited or very heavily, dare I say, scripted by the club. Um there's no, you know, even BBC, BBC don't ask any serious questions today. They don't, it's always the same old guff after every match when you listen to the BBC Wiltshire. You know, how did you play? What do you think of the game? Blah, blah, blah. See you later. Thank you. See you next week. There's never any, you know, there's never any hard hitting journalism. Um, and I, I, I agree with Ben. I want to see some of that. I want to see, you want to see people falling out because for me, that shows that they, they care. You know, yeah. if, if you see if you see two players having a fight in the changing room, well, not necessarily a fight, but you know, you have two two players in the changing rooms shouting across at each other, not agreeing with each other. For me, that's a good thing. That's what I want to see. I want to mm. see players that are passionate. I want to see players. Well, it just put it seems this way: Austin, Brisbane well, Rolls, yeah. Well. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that sort of thing you want to see. That sort of thing, and that's not. I'm not saying you got to publish two players beating each other up because obviously, <laughs> that's you're not going to show that, but. There's no harm in showing Angus McDonald giving Jake Wakelin a bollocking, for example, mm. because he hasn't tracked back or because he hasn't done this or because he hasn't done that. There's no there's no issue in that for me. And I think, unfortunately, that series is playing out how our team's playing on the pitch. It's just too nice, too soft. And I think that, yeah, I hope, I seriously hope that it is a lot more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not as nice as that all the Gritty. time. Yeah, yeah. I hope there is those those moments in training where there is players that are a little bit a bit edgy. You know, you you know, you just want to see people standing up to each other and disagree, and it's just all a bit nice. And the team on the pitch is it, it's playing out the same. You know, we're getting run over by teams, these nasty teams. They just they're just bullying us, and it just seems that that is a bit of a culture at the club at the moment. No, that's, that's absolutely fair. It's, it, it seems as well that the timing of it being brought out is very strange as well. I think... Um, I, I know. I don't know if someone's got it playing in the background. I could hear an echo coming through. Might be gone now. Yeah, I think it's, it's gone now. Um, but yeah, the, um, the timing itself was quite strange as well. And I think you look back at... And I won't I say give too much away. As Joe said, we don't know anything. But when you look at like the Angus episode, that was clearly kind of finished, you know, a week or two ago. Um, I just feel that maybe, and I know it's really easy to compare, but when you think of like NFL fans, when you're thinking of like hard knocks and stuff like that, 
they could have brought out kind of the pre season is what we really want to see what's happening kind of in pre season. You know, all of these negotiations, all of these fallouts on the train, because they will be happening. And then bring that out at Christmas and then make, make it quality, really good to watch. Non, not 10 minute episodes, make it like 45 minute, five episodes, whatever. Um, and then bring out another five episodes in Easter. I'd rather have that rather than have kind of five 10 minute episodes, which is basically 10 minutes that they've recorded, well, not recorded, but 10 minutes that they've produced every month of the season. If that, it just feels a bit rushed. It feels a bit kind of we want to get something out there to you know because we're not we haven't got any good news stories. Um, we want to pull away the attention from Scott Lindsay. We want to pull away the attention from the Charlie Austin story. That is genuinely, as a fan, how I feel. That's why that's come out when it has because there's a lot of attention that can not, can go spiral, can go downwards with Swindon at the moment, and I think that is why it feels like that's been brought out right now on the whatever it was 15th of december which is a really strange time to bring it out okay um next up i while we're doing general conversation um i was asked specifically um if i would show the this little post from joe and just highlight um the work done in the football in the community she's just completed um, her course and basically raves very very highly about it i will just bring up the uh the message here that i got sent as well um just to just to try and do it the justice again i don't know enough about this um to to fully um explain and and detail but just for for anyone watching and, and that might be a little bit small joe's post i cannot recommend this course enough no diets no fads just proven education that makes you think smarter about food exercise and most of all you um she's fallen in love with food again it's not the enemy um <laughs> she's even quit the dunkers uh got jogging for the first time in a very long time um, and she said, please register for the next course. You won't regret it. And the guys running the course are awesome. Um, so, again, you can find all the details about that through the Swindon Town Community Foundation social media pages. Um, I'm sure most, if not everyone watching, will, will um, if not personally, they'll know through, again, social media, Joe and, and Mark, and they'll all be able to, to pass on the, the relevant information and contact details. But um, if it is something in the new, you know, a, a lot of people will do the um, the new year, new year. Why not do something with, that's, that's genuinely got people some results and, and, a, and a proven track record if, if that's what you want to do? Fifey, um, I've got a question for Joe. Okay. No, she's gone all healthy. Does that mean no pigs in blankets at North No, no, I've, no. I've had it. I've, I've had it on. <laughs> I've had it very, very. Um, very well confirmed that there will be pigs in blankets. That's Don't okay. worry about that. Good, good. good. <laughs> um, for want uh, or, or for fear of going over new ground uh, or old ground, even let's try and get this right. Um, Charlie Austin continues to be the talk of Twitter and, and other social media platforms. There, there you go, Nick. There's Joe. Pigs in blankets, defo. Um, she can't let us down now. She's been trying to entice more people bowling by saying that things in blankets are, are going to be there. Um, but yes, so Charlie Austin continues to be the talk of social media. We know it, since we streamed on Monday, 
It's been confirmed that he's leaving Brisbane Raw. He's played his last game today. Uh, there's been a lot of suggestion online that that fans that fans want him back, um, and believe that Clem would have been having meetings with him to bring him back. Um, there is obviously been rumours of Bristol Rovers amongst other clubs as well. Um, so I suppose the question is, without you know talking about what he brings and you know covering the same ground that we've already done, and and obviously other Swindon Town podcasts have also spoken about at length as well. Just your your gut feel, guys. Do, do we think that it's coming that, that Charlie's coming back? As you know, as you've seen things go out through the week, uh, Woody. Yes, I've got a, I've got a good feeling. I think I think we will see him in his winter shirt. No, no, it's just straight to the point. That's that's what we like. Would he love it? Well, that's what you asked, isn't it? That's what you no, asked. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, I, I kind of can't, I went with that thinking you'd go a bit longer than yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I taught myself out of it, boys. <laughs> yeah, this is always the danger, isn't it? Uh, ben, um, I I've changed my mind about three or four times. Over the last few days, it's broke to absolutely he's coming to no chance. So it's a pipe dream. But at this moment in time, I think it's a real possibility that he is, that no one officially from the club has gone, that he doesn't fit the, it's not going to happen, lads. It's not happening. The, 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 uh, the presser yesterday, where he had the opportunity just to completely kill it all, kill it dead, and he didn't. In fact, he just sort of went. I'm not talking about transfer targets now. Um, I think I think there's probably going to be conversations. Um, I hope I hope we pull it off because all that we said today, he brings like the, the experienced striker to play alongside the, what we've got up front at the minute. That's needed. Someone who can be a bit nasty in those dark crafts of the game. He brings that. He's a natural leader. Something we need in the dressing room to stir things up. He's got that. He's got everything. He'll bring the fans back. He'll pick the atmosphere. He'll immediately pick up. Um, yeah, it, it, it'd just be such a shot in the arm, even if he's just in the dressing room and around the club. It'd be huge. Um, but it's still a long way off yet. You know, Reading might come along and just go, Charlie, here you go. We'll, whatever they're earning, we'll triple it. And you'll play every week. There you go. Sign it. Play in the championship. And then he'd go somewhere else. So it's... Um, it's, it's a long way off, so try not to get overexcited, but there is a possibility that he might be a Swindon player. I like, like that you've done the complete opposite of Woody and gone really in-depth on your Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, I'll come to you as I flash up the comment there from Craig saying, no, I think we'd heard something a bit more solid by now. Of course it's a possibility, but truly don't think Dee McKayley wants him. He Craig thinks he'll go to Derby. <laughs> I would like to think it's going to be a yes. Um, Say people have said he doesn't fit the Swindon model, but you could argue that Johnny Williams doesn't, Ben Gladwin doesn't, Angus McDonald doesn't. You don't need eleven to fit that model. You need five, six, seven, develop, sell, get profit, bring others in. And then yep. you need the old heads around them. So the argument that he doesn't fit the model to me doesn't stack up. So that's if that's one that McCain is hiding behind, get out of the club. 
Simple. <laughs> you know that escalated quickly, didn't it? <laughs> I just, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, I kind of get where Craig's coming from, um, but I wanted to kind of allude to that because oh, I think allude. I, I genuinely couldn't think of another word. Then I went to say allude. Um, um, the reason, the reason we won't have anything solid yet is because he he won't be able to play for us until January anyway. But if he and he can't agree, he can't. He can only agree a contract verbally. There might be something written. If that falls through, that devalues him as a player. So I reckon that's one reason why we haven't heard anything solid yet. Because if it falls through and it and we and it hears and we hear about all the other clubs here that's fallen through, all of a sudden other clubs are going. Well, we can only give we'll give you the same as what Swindon gave you or less. Now, so I think that's the reason why. Obviously, there'll be other complications with transfer arrangements and stuff like that. Back to the raw Brisbane raw because he still had one more game to go until today, didn't he? So yeah, yeah, that's true. He's got he's got to have a little bit of respect for the club he still plays for because he had one more game. Yeah. So I think it maybe now that we might hear a bit more about moving. Yeah, and I also I don't I'm not worried I'm not worried about clubs that might pay higher. I know money will talk, but Charlie has looked after himself quite well. Um, in terms of he's got, I think he's got two businesses. I've said before, I think he's got a couple of racehorses. Um, you know, he's and and uh, not to mention that he'll retire on a footballer's pension. So it's kind of, I think, I don't think, I don't think money's going to be a sole driver. I wouldn't be surprised if Bianca and the kids have a massive say in it. Um, because mm. you know, that's part of the reason he wants to come back. Um, I know there's other personal issues with, with, with with his children as well. Um, I'm not sure all of them went out um, as well. So it's just kind of, I, I if I don't think it'll be as far as Derby, but I, th- I do think it'll be someone on the M4 corridor. Um, I think it will be someone that is easily accessible. Um, but it just, you know, kind of my heart rules my head a little bit and just hopes that maybe this could be the time we get some, we're linked with a really good player. I know it's an old player, but we're linked with a really good player and we finally get that player. Um, it's... Uh, I think he'll have to say, as Nick said, we can't hide behind the he doesn't fit the model stuff because any coach should be able to admit that a that young players learn off experienced players. We don't have an experienced forward in our in our squad, mm. um, so we have experienced players elsewhere in the field. So that's why for me he would be absolutely perfect for us. Somebody who's already got the status, um, and I think that might be. The sway and argument that hopefully will get Lindsay probably more than Dean McKayley because apparently Dean McKayley won't let won't sign anybody Lindsay doesn't want to sign. So, okay, um, according to the docu series. No, <laughs> if if I've remembered this right, Joe, you're the only one I haven't asked yet. Fuck it, lads. Charlie's coming home, boys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Seriously, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's an absolute no-brainer on the pitch, off the pitch, commercially, merchandise sales. Might be a no-brainer for us, mate. But what about for him? Well, he wants to come home. Let me, let me. So let me pick up on Woody's point there. Okay, what if you've got? I'm just thinking about clubs along along that route. You've got Swindon. You've got Bristol Rovers. I mean, Nick's right. What if Reading, Bristol City, even a bit further over Cardiff, maybe Swansea. Any of those? I don't think. I don't. Sorry, Joe, I was interrupting you. Sorry, I was doing it. I, 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 I was just saying. 
was all I was gonna say is I don't think Redding will touch him. Um I think with with them currently paying Andy Carroll's wages, I don't think I don't think they'll touch him. Yeah, it's true. But uh, personally I, I can see where the, the, the guys are coming from and, and even Derby to a certain extent. I think he wants to play football. Mm. I think he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna be He's going to be the number nine. He's going to be, you know, right, he's, going to be a, he's going to be a hero here if he comes back. Whether it go, whether he's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put a limb out and say he's going to score 15 goals in the rest of the season. No, that's Ben's yeah. job. But, no, but what he'll give the rest of the team belief. He'll give the rest of the team. He'll give us a bit of aggression. He'll give. He'll be out there doing what we were saying earlier. He'll be out there giving firing fucks into people. And that's what we need. That's what we need. You imagine Johnny Williams playing ball through for Charlie Austin. Game over, lads. League two. Ben Gladwin as well, mate. He played with him at QPR as well. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know if Charlie likes Ben Gladwin. He he really fancies him. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think Woody's right though. It's going to be it's going to be us or or Rovers or someone within within an hour within an hour of Swindon. I think it'll break my heart to watch him in a Rovers shirt. He's coming in. Well, it's nice to see the panel are so positive. Um, next uh, is the feature I've been waiting all week for, really. Uh, the one that I'm referring to as the Hannah section. And the reason for that is this all started with this tweet. Um, and for those who can't see it, it's from uh, from another Twitter user who uh, we got introduced to via Lower League Look, um, named Hannah, obviously. And... After extensive research, the results prove that the, uh, well, the free chocolates shown on the screen are the worst free in Quality Street. Now the discussion went from there, and I completely disagreed because, you know, let's not forget that Quality Street have Toffee Penny and Toffee Finger in there. Uh, waste. Toffee Penny, <laughs> Toffee Finger. There's that, um, even that strawberry cream one. Oh no the strawberry one's mint. No whoa uh, get so off the panel. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I was looking for and we've not even started. So I sent I sent posts out on social media and asked people to submit their, their Christmas unpopular opinions or Christmas questions, that kind of thing. Completely non-football related. I mean I did ask for any Swindon Town ones but everyone just wanted to talk about Christmas. And this is what I want to put to you tonight guys. So Let's see what questions we have got. And with that one in mind, I have to start with what are the worst Christmas chocolates? Uh, because, I mean, Turkish Delight is rank, you're right, but I wouldn't class that as a Christmas chocolate. Um, I'm so, going to say Turkish Delight is shit. <laughs> so, Nick, you, you were very quick there to say no. What is the worst Christmas chocolate? <sighs> Anything with orange in. Oh no! Oh Nick. no! Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. Get the Nick. fuck out of here! <laughs> this is turned into carnage on the first one. The Shut opposite on. to that is Turkish delight. Is the dogs? Oh, oh my god! god. Do you know where my Turkish tastes delight. come from? To be fair, all you can say there is Nick is an old bastard. So <laughs> I, I like Turkish Nick delight. My house at Christmas, and he can eat the shit chocolate. We'll eat my word. Woody, worst Christmas chocolates. It's that toffee stick thing from Toffee Rose's Finger. Store. Yeah, that's it. Fuck me, that is dreadful. That's um, good. 
and it, well, it's just it's just they're just pointless. And it's the only I'm telling you now, they're less con they're, they're less they're less um popular than bloody the coconut ones because at least people just eat the coconut ones because, but the toffee ones you just get there and you go oh for fuck's sake i've just chomped a load of chocolate and now i've got a bloody chew through this fucking toffee yeah. and and i'm yeah. throwing it out there so celebrations took bounty out of specific packs that is for, for those of us who like bounty as a fucking disgrace and i've purposely not bought celebrations this year because they're shit house move that's why they're three pound fifty now instead of four pound. <laughs> Ridiculous! Uh, already, Nick's comments on chocolate and orange has got people talking. This is only Yay. question number one. Um, uh, Joe, Joe's got involved as well here. Um, the god awful gross cream egg mini things. Oh, no, Joe! The twisted cream egg I'm, I'm twisted. A I'm a little bit with that. No, I do like it. I like I a cream egg, them. but those mini ones, those mini cream egg twistings, I'm not. A, I, I the think only, they're. Yeah. The only I cream egg you should have is one you can lick out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, have I asked you yet for your worst Christmas chocolate? Well, I'm going to be in your bad books, bounty mate, bounty. Oh, yeah. oh I'm with you, bounty. It's, it's awful. No, no, in the bin. That's so in the bin. I have two today. Oh, I'm yeah. now getting abuse from my daughter. Oh. As well. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> she had two today. I love awful. the triple bounties. Oh, awful, oh bounty trio. Uh, oh, the dark, dark chocolate bounty. Oh, that is amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, yes, it is to be fair. Rob has got involved on Twitter. Um, Turkish delight is like eating a bar of soap covered in cheap no. advent calendar chocolate. No, yes. no, no, no. I, I agree with Nick. That's not right, Rob. It's like eating perfume. Fuck me. No. Right. You're buying shit Turkish delight. <laughs> Love Turkish delight. Mm. Should we, uh, did I cover everyone with that question? Do we move on to question two? Okay, I'd not answered. Oh, go on, Ben. Chocolate eclairs. Oh yeah, I don't like them in a box either. Not big fan. I'm not so. I will eat them when everything else is gone. Um, But they are like the. I think they're in the heroes as well, aren't they? They're like the heroes version of the toffee penny. They and the bounties are the ones that are left. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben. I'll pop around your house sometime soon because I love a bounty. Me clear them up. Well, Jack will fight you for them because Jack likes bounties. Okay, uh, next, and I have left all of these anonymous so nobody gets backlash other than that first it, one that, that Hannah publicised. Was it Three Minute Bob that criticised us for talking about cho- chocolate? <laughs> I think so. Three sure and, and, and now it's being requested Three Minute Bob, so... I wonder where Three Minute Bob is, how, how he's getting on, what he's doing with his life. Okay, so next, gentlemen, um, the next question is... Uh, what time is acceptable to have your first drink at Christmas? How um, <laughs> Let's start this one with Joe. Well, I normally just carry on from Christmas Eve, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just straight through. Yeah, just keep going. Good luck. <laughs> Nick? I would say 10 o'clock with a little bit of um, Buck's Fizz. Start the day off and then go from there. Classic. Okay. Ben? I was going to say Christmas Day is a, it's eight thirty in the morning when you have breakfast. Your bucks fizz. 
because box fizz, you have to have box fizz in the morning. You have to have that with a bit of cross on. I can that's, confirm that's that I've never, never in my life had box fizz. And- <laughs> oh, mate, have it. It's lovely. Box mm. fizz is it, honestly, you you enjoy it, mate. That's not for me. Oh no, uh, you only have about three or four glasses, and you, you find oh, I'm pissed. It's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been out with you, Ben. We know it don't take much. <laughs> <laughs> Woody, uh, well, acceptable to me and acceptable to the rest of the family are two different things. <laughs> um, so when I used to live at home with my dad, I uh, used to be like with breakfast. It could be beer, it could be cider, it could be wine, it could be bugs fizz, it could be shots, it could be whatever. Now, breakfast shots. Yeah, now I tend to Christmas. Now I tend to be not all the time, but the last few Christmases I've been one of the drivers, so it's been a bit kind of crappy. So I probably wouldn't have the first one till lunchtime, but that doesn't mean it's acceptable because if it was by choice, that cider would be open when I'm cooking the bacon sarnies. Okay, nice. Uh, on a similar sort of vein, the next one that came in, um, we'll go in the opposite order this time. So carrying on, Woody, uh, champagne for breakfast. Champagne should never be consumed ever. <laughs> ever, just ever. Just, just spray ever. it on paper when you win things. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the reason it was it existed. To be fair, <laughs> Ben. Um, well, it uh, isn't. Well, it's it's not. Bucks visits champagne. It's not champagne, is it? But yeah, uh, I think morning absolutely champagne funny. for Bucks Fizz who are doing particularly well in life. Yeah, well, no, it, champagne is like champagne and orange juice is Bucks Fizz. Well, it's a posh Bucks Fizz anyway. Um, so yeah, eight thirty in the morning, absolutely fine. Eight o'clock in the morning with your brekkie, nothing wrong with it. Crack on. Nick, champagne for breakfast. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, Joe, simply. Nah, if I want bubbles in my mouth, I'd eat a bar of soap or something. <laughs> you eat a Turkish delight. <laughs> Turkish delight. <laughs> oh yeah, well, champagne with Turkish delight. That go. That would go really well. Champagne with Turkish delight. I could. I could scarcely think of anything I'd least rather have Christmas morning than champagne and Turkish delight. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some champagne and some Turkish delight. So I'm going to photo it and I'm going to post it. Oh, keep an eye out on fools. Uh, <laughs> keep an eye out on fools social media over Christmas. Just Nick getting pissed up at breakfast, and Woody on the breakfast shots. <laughs> Woody on the um, morning zambukas. <laughs> sticking with breakfast as a theme, and uh, and Joe again. We'll, we'll put the order the other way around again. So Joe, this time, um, is pork pie a strange breakfast item on Christmas? I think anything goes at Christmas, doesn't it? You've all got you, your fridge is full of <laughs> anything the, goes. It does. I mean, your, your fridge is full of all the stuff you've bought that you don't need. Yeah, so you've got to eat it. So <laughs> just uh, you know, you've, you've gone shopping on Christmas Eve, spent 150 quid on Crap. shit, really. Yeah, so you got to eat it. So whatever's getting eaten is whatever's getting eaten. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there because I realise I haven't actually really answered any of the questions so far. But uh, it might surprise you um, for a man of my physical stature. But pork pie is up there with uh, pasties as stuff I just won't eat. Absolutely fucking rank. Um, I know it's hard to maintain this sort of figure without eating pork pies and pasties, but I just don't like them. Particularly, particularly the ones with that horrible dog food jelly in it. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, Nick, pork pie for Christmas breakfast. Well, we don't usually have a Christmas breakfast, to be fair, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm with Joe, really. you're too busy getting pissed up from half eight in the morning. Oh, probably. <laughs> except I'm <laughs> having to drive this one. Um, yeah, if it was there, I'd, I'd, I'd eat that. I'd pretty much eat any type of meat. And funny enough, you're saying pasties. I bought a couple of pasties today. And I also had for, for lunch a, a black pudding scotch egg. Oh, that's that nice. I knew you'd pull that face, Fifey. Scotch egg, lovely black pudding. No, no, no. Yeah, no. oh, oh they, do, they, they do, they do black pudding scotch eggs in the Hall and Woodhouse by me. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so, so good. So, I, I mean, I don't eat black pudding. Have any of you ever tried white pudding? And uh, that strikes me as even worse, surely. No, it's what's, what's white pudding? It's... No idea. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knows. It's probably best that you don't know. Ben, I'm sure there's a racist joke in there somewhere. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bad, but... <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> Get over that one. Get cancelled. Ben, pork pie for Christmas breakfast? Absolutely not. I've never had pork pie for breakfast. I've never heard it before. Croissants. Croissants. Um, Is that or, croissants uh, to the rest of us? Croissants. Croissants. Croissants, if you're French. Croissants <laughs> with yam and butter. And oh, are you not, a, are you not a, uh, like a, a ham and cheese croissant kind of guy then? Mm, can bake a ham and cheese croissant. That's right. Pan of chocolate as well. That's quite nice. Uh, with 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 orange juice and like uh butter fizz. Okay. And uh, finally, Woody, are you in a pork pie for breakfast? Cam? I'll eat anything for breakfast on Christmas Day. I'll eat anything. <laughs> don't really the night before. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my one day where I don't really care what I eat. Um, I don't, to be fair, I'm not a big Christmas dinner fan either. So I literally just stock up all the way through okay. um, and just eat random shit throughout the day. Well, let's turn attention away briefly from what we're eating and more to when, as the next question yeah, is, <laughs> uh, what time should you eat Christmas dinner, lunchtime or later? And I believe this time we're going Woody to go first. Um, it seems to be like every time I've had it, it's always been like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I don't really like that. So if I had a choice where I was it, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't <laughs> If I had a choice of cooking, I'd still line it up with my, my normal dinner times, kind of five o'clock. Um, but five o'clock, no later, because you want time for cheese crackers, Baileys. You want to make sure you want to make sure you've cleared all the room and pork, more pork pies. Yeah. Uh, ben, what time? If you could, if you could choose, what time is Christmas dinner being ready for? Yeah, about two o'clock, because it's your one main meal of the whole day, and then. By the time seven or eight o'clock rolls in, you, you're getting a bit hungry, and that's where you make the turkey sandwiches, and that's when you eat like some of the nibbles, and you you cook off like all your little all dove like sides that you quite like, like your Christmas what trees. And well, you know, like your bits and pieces, like your Christmas tree nuggets, and you, someone's doing all right for himself, Mister Stratford upon Avon. Uh, I, I go on as the Christmas tree nuggets, <laughs> as the Christmas you know, tree nuggets. We are then. we are still an independent podcast, so if Asda were happen to be watching this, that's no offence to Asda. If you do want to sponsor us, then do get in touch. Oh no, no, no I, 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 I not Asda. I think I should be sponsored by Asda. We had an Asda delivery today. The delivery driver was really nice and friendly and chatty and helpful. Nice. Oh. 
Excellent. Uh, Nick, what time are you having Christmas dinner prepared for? Um, I'm not 100% sure because my daughter's doing it for the first time and we're going over there. But normally what, what we always used to do is about midday, we would have um, prawns or crab meat wrapped in smoked salmon. Oh, my God, Nick. And then so you could step out on that. And then we would have the actual main meal, probably about four o'clock. Okay. I mean, I'm sure for, for a more defined palate like yourself, that but no, I'm not I'm not in a lot of what you're saying, Nick, I'm I'm not I'm not having on my anyway. We're on, it, we're, we're on it, we're on a yeah, yeah different Fifey, road, you don't, Fifey, you don't belong up north, mate. Come back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joe, what time are you having Christmas dinner ready for? Yeah, we're we're normally uh, we said tend to spread a bit like Nick, sort of spread it out a bit. It uh, we you know we always have sort of start a main and and dessert, but not necessarily and second bang, dessert. Bang, bang. Yeah, so sort of you know maybe one o'clock have a starter and then your main's ready by two sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you just that's have exactly your, the same. You just have your dessert when you're hungry. Mm. Yeah. Um, so last last Christmas, uh, me and it, it was just me and Aiden here for, for Christmas dinner. And it got to the point where I, I'll be honest, I tend to make food to excess. It might surprise people that I excess on food, uh, but it got to the point where I had to actually have a nap after my Christmas dinner because I physically couldn't eat the pudding. I needed a good half an hour before I could uh, before I could tuck into the uh, tuck into the pudding. Um, we're going back on to the what and not when, um, and this this one actually caused controversy at work. And I know uh, another podcast also tweeted about it. I think it was a Northampton podcast recently. Uh, Joe, Yorkshire puddings on Christmas dinners, always. Yes, yes. good lad. You can, put all your little, you can put all your little veggies and that in there. Fill it up. Bang. Always. Yorkshire Nick? Pudding. Never have. Oof. Ooh. Oof, Nick. Never have. Oh, he's still full from his salmon, isn't he? He's still full from his salmon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went on that extra leaf, thank you. Ben? Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've had this argument many times with people because there's heathens out there that go, no, no, no. <laughs> Would he? Go on, now say no and say you're a heathen. <laughs> I would just have just the Yorkshire pudding for Christmas dinner, to be fair. Just one giant Yorkshire pudding. Craig! Yorkshire pudding is overrated. Not having that. With the exception of. Um, pigs in blankets and parsnips. Yorkshire pudding is probably the best bit of a Christmas dinner. <laughs> Ridiculous statement, Craig. This although, is why you're not allowed on tonight. And pork and bread. Would... And pork. Pork, yeah, pork. A bit of pork sometimes. What were you Christmas dinner? Yeah, I've had Christmas lasagna before. <laughs> oh, I could do that. See, I'd love a Christmas curry. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> time I ever would voluntarily eat turkey is if it's in a curry. Oh, turkey curry. Christmas turkey curry. Uh, what were you going to say about Yorkshire puddings, Woody? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shall we move on and ask you the next question then? The next one's very specific, and if you haven't done it, you won't be able to answer. But I'm 
I'm confident at least half the panel will be able to have an opinion on this one. Um, th this might not, to begin with, seem Christmassy, but I'll explain. KFC gravy is overrated and does not deserve to have the word gravy in it. It's grim. Um, and that, and when I questioned what that's got to do with Christmas, it's because gravy is a big part of their festive feast box, I'm led to believe. Um, now, oh, I've never had the KFC gravy, so I can't comment. Has anyone had it, and does anyone agree? And Woody, KFC you were gravy. technically first, so we'll I'll go to you. I do believe it's overrated. Um, only And especially recently, I believe they changed their recipe because they got a lot of criticism because of the amount of fats that were going into it originally. Um, so the original KFC gravy from about five years ago, not five years old, five years ago, um, the um, five year old that, KFC gravy that was that was nice, but only ever with a KFC, obviously. Um, uh, but the one now, I think little and had KFC and he had gravy the other day, and I dipped a chip in it. And I just went, Oh, god, that's disgusting! It's a bit like, and I agree, actually, I agree with that. Well, Craig's just put the TFC one's a lot better. Okay. Like, that's probably that's probably because they haven't had the the media knocking on their door about <laughs> how, their, how their KFC how their gravy is made yet. That's probably why. Uh, ben, you had a point about the gravy. I do have very much of a point about a point about KFC. Now, this is a little known fact that it's a Christmas tradition in Japan to have a KFC yes, on Christmas dinner. It's that that's what they do. You know, we have they, turkey, do, yeah. they all go off and have a KFC, and that's they that's a traditional okay. Christmas dinner in Japan. And for the gravy wise, yes, the gravy is absolutely orgasmic. I do not wish to know what kind of shit is in it. It is probably very, 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 very bad for you. And there's probably like bits of organs and a bit of genitals in there and stuff like that. No. But frankly, I don't give a shit because it tastes lovely. So yeah, I do love a bit of KFC gravy gummy. Nick, have you ever partaken in some KFC gravy? Have you ever nope, partaken never in had KFC? It. Never had it. Okay. Joe? Yeah, not overly fussed on it. Try, tried it, obviously, but it's just gravy, isn't it? It's just... um, during, during your experimental years, was it? You just tried a bit of gravy, didn't like? Yeah, you know, a bit like you, Fife, you know, I, I don't, I try most things and... Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Try for once, eh? For anyone who missed that, I'll just flash a mark there. Mark. Very vocal. <laughs> KFC gravy is shit. Fact. Mark. Mark. <laughs> Uh, where are we going next? Let's move away from KFC Gravy. Ah, right. Now, here's a sort of football-based one that we got sent earlier today, and I've altered it slightly um, from what the initial question was. But, Joe, starting with you, would you eat 50 sprouts to guarantee town three points on Boxing Day? Yeah, easy. Easy. Woody looks like he's going to be sick. Woody <laughs> looks like he's going to be sick. I Do you know what? I wouldn't... I wouldn't eat 50 sprouts if it guaranteed us a fucking leak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. Fuck the three points, I'll just eat the 50 sprouts. <laughs> well, see, interestingly, I went the other way. I said I'd happily concede the points and just throw the fucking sprouts away. <laughs> Nick, 50 sprouts for three points? No, no, not a chance. No? No, definitely not. I'd eat a couple of sprouts, but that's about it. <laughs> Ben, you in on 50 sprouts? I would really points? say sprouts is up there. It's one of my favourite vegetables. I oh, no, Ben. Love it. Christmas, you've got the sprouts with a bit of bacon on as well. Oh, they're lovely. Yeah. I'd yeah, that's good. I, I knew I'd this. Also, I'd, I'd also add I'd eat the 50 sprouts because my wife would be 
so happy with that. Why does this not be happy about Because I'll go to bed and I will be farting like a train. It'd be very windy in the Seymour household. Claire, very much in team. No, no, no to sprouts under any circumstances. Sprouts is up there with sweet corn as possibly the worst vegetable ever. Yes, yes, Woody. Absolutely right. Oh, um, Kessie, sweet corn with gravy. No, go away, Craig. Go away, Craig. <laughs> I would cook them in bacon and add some Craig, sage. Delicious. Craig's yes, making a comeback. Craig. He's making a comeback. Baby yes. cabbages. Fucking evil little no. bastards, says Mark. <laughs> 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 Half some cabbage. Oh, I, I, would, I, would eat, I would eat a whole cabbage over 50 sprouts. Absolutely. Uh, I, the little cabbages are quite nice as well. I'll eat them too. Oh dear me! I knew the sprouts would get people talking. <laughs> um, so we've done a lot of talk about the mains, Woody. Should we move on to pudding with this question? Is Yule log a childish dessert? No. Uh, starting with Woody. It's not a childish dessert. That's the most bizarre question I've ever think of. Is your log a childish dessert? Um, no, uh, I don't think any dessert is a childish dessert. Give me jelly and ice cream. Give me a pepper pig ice only. I don't. Good care. lad, go on, Woody. <laughs> if, if it's got sugar in it, it's good for you. <laughs> ben, your log? No, we've got your log in the kitchen right now as we speak. Um, good yeah. lad. Yeah, well, maybe a bit of cream or or some ice cream with it as well. Custard. You know, whole log, cut it in four. There you go. Little one for the kids. Four. Four. Yeah. Well, we got- oh, man. Next, you'll be telling me you're the sort of guy that slices a Vionetta. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just a, it, it comes with its own bowl, so you don't even have to wash up. Just get it in there. If it's in one piece, it's one serving. This is exactly, yeah. Uh, Nick, Yule Log, is that, a, is that a childish dessert? Well, I've got a child. 34 years of age who would devour a whole one without even thinking about it and woe betide anybody else that tries to get any of it um but for me i no i don't wouldn't eat it myself don't like it. right so just just to clarify for those listening the man that eats um salmon wrapped prawns won't eat a yule log so, so yes, what we're saying yeah. is it probably is childish. Yeah. As the made a good point that your log is very important because they have your log in their just essentials range. They do. And we all know <laughs> that if it's in their just essentials range, it's essential. It. <laughs> uh, Joe, just to flash that comment back up from Mark. Uh, Ain't anything no fucking with sprouts log- in there. Anything with logging it is funny, but that's because he's childish. <laughs> yeah. uh, are you saying uh, Yule Log childish dessert or not? Yule Log, Shmuel Log. If it's childish, I'm childish. Get some cream yeah. on it, get it in my belly. Yeah, yes. Uh, and again, I point out, so I am I am a fan, again, what might not surprise, but I am a fan of a traditional Christmas pudding, but Aidan isn't. Um, so we generally have Yule Log as our Christmas dessert, and I'm all over it. You're going to say you generally have Christmas pudding. I love a Christmas pudding, me. Absolutely yeah. love a Christmas pudding. Okay, Christmas it's, my, pudding. It's, it's my Christmas too. <laughs> oh, mate, honestly, love love Christmas pudding, but very few people um, that I, I would it. have Christmas with like it, so yeah, it doesn't often like get come out. But yeah, Sarah, I, Christmas love Christmas pudding. Pudding. I don't like Christmas pudding. Absolutely love the stuff. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas pudding. Go for that. Um, so, sauce. next one, and, and we have two very similar questions, but Joe, the first one. Um, is Christmas Day for pajamas or getting dressed up nice? 
Wow, we're very lazy in our family, so pyjamas all day for us. Nice. Uh, Nick, three-piece suit for dinner, I imagine? Well, when I'm, when I'm eating my crab and smoked salmon, you've got to be dressed up, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> Simple. <laughs> to, to what level do you get dressed up for Christmas Day, Nick? No, just a decent pair of trousers, smart shirt. Actually, I've bought Coffee. for this um, Christmas a nice Christmas waistcoat. So I should be wearing oh. that. Ooh, very yeah. nice. I want a photo, Nick. I want to see Nick. Yeah, yeah, you'll get right, so with, Nick, with my champagne and Turkish yeah, delight. Champagne, and Turkish delight my waistcoat. <laughs> It'll be there. Lovely. I, I look forward to that. Oh. <laughs> ben, pyjamas or dressing up for Christmas? Yeah, well, Sarah likes everyone to have matching pyjamas until the oldest is now going, I don't wear them. <laughs> but, um, I, I quite like the old thought of matching Christmas pyjamas. But then we do get changed because, like... We have have to visit fam members of the family, or they come to us. So we have to do family things. So we can't be walking about in our pajamas. You throw your uh, you throw your hands up as if you don't want to do family. Uh, just just before we hand that one over to uh, to Woody, just to clarify, there, Nick. Uh, Mark's asking smoking jacket. Are they ready? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, Woody, pajamas or dressing up at Christmas? Um. I think we do try to keep pyjamas on as long as possible. We normally have matching pyjamas of some sort. Um, but I do, if we do travel out, I just got to smack my Christmas jumper on. I just don't care what else I've got on. As long as I've got my Christmas jumper on, I'm, I'm happy. And it, it's not Christmas. If you haven't got a Christmas jumper on at 7 o'clock with the meat sweats, you're sweating <laughs> away, trying to play the fucking board game that you've been playing for five hours because nobody understood the rules. Um, <laughs> That's the only time you play that ball game ever. (laughs) You'll never play it again. (laughs) Well, I can kind of see the reaction that the next one might get, given some of the answers here. But the next one was uh, matching Christmas pyjamas are pretentious. Woody. Just searching up what pretentious means. (laughs) Are you a fan of matching... (laughs) Are you a fan of family? I know, I'm, I'm joking. I, I, I wasn't until until I had little ones and it actually doesn't look quite cute, but they're all dressed up in the matching pyjamas. So where possible, um, I do like it. I do think it's quite nice. Okay, Ben, family matching pyjamas? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of family matching pyjamas. It's not essential, but I quite like it. But as I say, Jack's sort of breaking out of that now, going, oh, so, um, yeah, I, I don't think we could be all doing it the same any, anymore, but. Oh, was a fan. Nick? Never, ever done it. No. It's too American for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep anything American away from everything. Oh, we, we, we'll have, like, Daddy Bear. We're going to the Daddy Bear and the Mummy Bear and Sarah be the Mummy Bear. And then oh, bear. will she? That's <laughs> good to know. Just yeah. to clarify that, Ben. <laughs> 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 no wonder Jack time. doesn't want to get dressed up in matching pajamas if you keep giving him mummy bags. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, you have mummy bear or pajamas. Jack, so. Jack has to keep going around dressed up as Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, in the Seymour household, are we uh, having matching pajamas? Well, you'll probably find. Mrs. Joe and the two mini Joes in matching pajamas, but not me. No. 
They're not having it this year, mate. Guess what you've got for Christmas Day, Joe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Even if, they, even if they bought them for me, I wouldn't wear them. I get the feeling that uh, that the other Joe may be speaking from experience here, where she says nobody wants to see a grown man in glittery PJs. Fact. <laughs> to be glaring. <laughs> um, next, next next pod, I'm rocking my Christmas pajamas. Yeah, just coming on Christmas pajamas next week, are you? I'm wearing my um where are we going next away from pajamas okay so here's what i'm going to jump straight in on this one because this is one i feel very passionately about um and that is that the film the holiday is overrated it is just a shit love actually and that's all it is um the holiday would literally not make my top 15 if not 20 christmas films and in fact i watched one the other day um, on Amazon, Your Christmas or Mine, which is a hundred times better than The Holiday. Um, but it may, I, I appreciate that I'm in a group of really laddie lads here. So you may all tell me you've never seen The Holiday or Love Actually. But uh, Joe, actually. is The Holiday overrated? Never seen it. I've never seen Holiday. This could be the quickest question of the night. Nick? Never seen it. <laughs> Ben, you've already said you've only seen Love Actually of the two. Woody's all over it, I reckon. Go on, Woody. You've seen The Holiday. I was watching Five Feet in the Darts. Sorry, I'm Sky Sports. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> you're, you're on the darts, mate. The oh, darts. it's Smith. Oh, one. okay. Michael Smith. <laughs> um, I have seen The Holiday. I wouldn't say I dislike it, but it wouldn't be in my top, probably not my top 15, though. Okay. Brilliant. Um... Uh, Joe again getting involved there. Yes, five for you. Uh, your place or mine? Great film. Oh, she put great <laughs> film on the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, again, so Claire's, Claire's jumped in early for one that's coming up, but yes, Muppets Christmas Carol is elite level Christmas film. That, that is a very good, yeah. Um, but you've, oh, you've never seen Christmas Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, mate, you have to. Honestly, superb. Thanks, mate. Next what one. Elf on the shelf should be criminalized, Woody. Yes, get that fucker out of it. <laughs> Fucking hate those. Fucking hate those twats. Absolutely. Oh my days. Every time. And the worst thing is, is I never wanted to do the fucking thing in the first place. But guess who ends up doing it half of December? Me, because everybody fucks off the bed and then they go, Oh, the elf hasn't been done. Oh great. Right. What am I going to fucking do with it now? Oh, I suppose I better eat these chocolates because they're making me laugh now. Oh, look, there's another pork pie gone out of the fridge. <laughs> Why oh, are you moaning then, Woody, if you get all that extra grub? Because I can only do that twice, Nick. I can't do it any other day in the month. It's emotional. It causes um... more stress than fucking work, those bloody elves. <laughs> ben. I do you not. Know, I understand Woody's elf and shelf because obviously Sarah's in bed. I'm the last one up right now, and no one's fucking touched the elf. So I've got to do, him. and I've got to think of something to hang him off or something to do that's a bit funny and a bit wacky. And it's like, oh, so I get that, but I also quite like Freddie getting really excited about where Elvis is. So that's also quite cool because he's like obviously at the edge where he believes properly with a passion. Nice. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I quite like Elf, but he's a ball leg. 
Uh, Nick, did did they have Elf on the Shelf? Have you ever seen Elf on the Shelf? I've seen it, but we've never done it. So it never entered our household. He was obviously barred at the front door, never got in. (laughs) Joe, is there an Elf walking around the residence? Now, I'll tell you one thing. There's one thing I hate more than Elf on the Shelf. Only one thing I hate more than Elf on the Shelf, and that's the fucking idiots that post it on Facebook every day. <laughs> Fuck off. Pick your elf up your ass. Fuck off. Don't, don't post them. So, no, we don't do it in our asshole. <laughs> Sorry, there's a, there's a, there's, so there's a private chat just for us, and uh, Woody's just really made me laugh there. It's really unprofessional. I do apologize. <laughs> Um, for the record, I didn't. I didn't realise my son was still up. Woody's <laughs> oh, no. just got a really angry text come from you. Do realise? But luckily, luckily, they, he didn't hear me in my, in my passionate outburst. Uh, we we there, gave mate. our elf on the shelf to the dog. She chewed his head off. Dead elf. TTFN says Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even Liam, Jack Payne says, Fools Rush in, Chance still gives him goosebumps. Lovely to Oh, know. by the way, yeah, that reminds me. I was talking to Liam today and I said I'd plug the um, video that he's done. Um, Fools Rush in, not Fools Rush in. Um, <laughs> Lower, Lower League, League look. Lower League look did an, an exclusive interview um, with Jack Payne. And uh, they talked about Jack Payne's career. And there's lots of juicy tidbits with Harry McCurdy, uh, the summer just gone, and everything that's just gone during the summer with him, um, exclusive interviews, um, stuff that we didn't quite know what was going on. And it's a good watch for any fan, including Swindon fans. So, low league work, look, Jack Payne. <laughs> um, yeah, Liam and Grant have been on the shore, friend, friends of the show. Um, been on the shore? Ben, you're the shore. You, you need to get your teeth in, mate. Hey, man, he's been on the shore. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, campaign interview, cracking. I can't wait to watch it myself. You do too. Let's get on it. Bosh. Um, John has got involved on Twitter saying, Woody's on fire, fucking elves. (laughs) Um, so the next one to come up is a favorite Christmas song. Um, who did we start? Oh, Woody started with his passionate outburst, didn't he? So, Joe. Favourite Christmas song? Uh, the Pogues, because it's anti-Christmas. Pogues. Pogues is quality. All-time classic. Nick? Yeah, I'd go along with um, with Joe on that. I'm not a great one for songs or tunes of any type, so, but I'd, yeah, I'll go along with Joe. Okay. Uh, ben, any particular Christmas song your favourite? There's two that are neck and neck at the moment. Okay. Um there's Slade, it's Christmas. Or mm-hmm. This is Christmas. Um, that's a good one. And I, I know I, I do quite like Band Aid. <laughs> I do, it gets me in a Christmassy mood. Band Aid, it's quite cool. Uh, Claire's going in with the Pogues. Craig saying driving home for Christmas. Uh, Woody? Sorry, there was definitely a joke in there with driving home for Christmas. Um, <laughs> um, the I do like the I do like the Pogue song, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out there, which is the darknesses. Um, don't let. Don't oh, let interesting. And the reason being is for me, like when I was growing up, it was all kind of like Slade, you know, the real rocky yeah, kind yeah, of Christmas yeah. anthems. 
And then I think The Darkness was the first one, really, that kind of had that rocky Christmas feel to it. Um, and I don't think we've really had another one like that since. So that's probably because I was alive when that came out. Um, that that will probably be my favourite one. Were you on about a joke similar to that, Woody? Striking. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm going to potentially do something that that YouTube won't like, but I don't like it. I've actually prepared a, a, a small sample of one of my favourite Christmas songs. Um, I'm uh, the Pogues would definitely be well up there in probably top for me. Um, I also like Felice Navidad. I really do like that. Um, it just makes me happy. Um, but there's one song of, and um, there's one song that really makes me and Aiden happy. Um, every Christmas we play this when we're putting the tree up. So I'm just going to play a small sample of it for you here. It's Dominic the Donkey, jing a dee jing. Me and Aiden love Dominic the Donkey. Absolutely superb. And if you've never had the pleasure of actually listening to Dominic the Donkey. Well, first of all, you didn't listen to Chris Morris in his radio one day. Exactly. And, that's correct. Uh, and secondly, please go and listen to Dominic the Donkey and tell me it isn't the most infectious fucking song. You've, it's it's up there with like the birdie song and, and one of those. But I mean, Ben's already singing it. I only played literally four seconds. Um, so, so yes, uh, Dominic the Donkey for me is a must listen at Christmas. Um, next question we received, lads, uh, starting with Woody. Uh, this year has been bad for Christmas adverts, but what have been some of your favourites? I'm not a big fan of a Christmas advert. To be honest, I, no? can't, I generally, generally can't think of a favourite, to be honest. Um, Unfortunately, a bit scroogey like that. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we ask you for an answer. Uh, Joe, on the previous question, anything by Buble is shit. Mm -hmm. uh kieran saying rage against the machine um ben have you got any favorite christmas adverts adverts sarah's got loads she loves chris because she loves john lewis adverts and that sort of thing uh there's a couple of the sainsbury's ones a couple of years ago the kids did nativity was quite cool but okay. um yeah that's about it. nick not really the only one that comes to mind is um the guy trying to learn to uh, a skateboarding. That, a you know one. what? That's that's quite a nice one this year, yeah. Because he's taking in the um the the foster young child. girl. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, Joe, any for you? It's got to be the Coca Cola line. Yes, that's what I was waiting Holidays for. Holidays are coming. Yes. Holidays are coming. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm not big into Christmas, but when that's on the telly, you know it's getting close, don't you? Yeah. That's, that's that's Rust, when Toys R Us was on as well. Yeah, when they used to. That's yeah, but that'll be my favorite toys when the Toys R Us ever used to come on. I used to love that, used to yeah. Be. As a kid, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, so for me on this one, the Coke advert is the ultimate one. Um, but notable ones, this one's going to be quite controversial, I think. But the Sainsbury's one that James Corden did, um, with where he was animated and the guy just wanted to spend time with his family. Um, that's always a favourite. Um, really good song in that one as well. And also the, I think it was Sainsbury's maybe the year before, the year after, they did the one from the war where they where they played football. Um, that was a really, really good advert. Really good advert. Um, and football related. 
<laughs> Indeed. Um, and, and Joe, uh, controversially, Kevin the Carrot can jog on with Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> we seem to have stirred people up with the Christmas chat. This is what I was looking for. Uh, where are we going after adverts? We have got... Ah, now this is, again, one that I'm sure will be very passionate for the really laddie lads on the panel tonight. Um, it's a two-part question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And what are your other favourites? Uh, Joe, do we start with you this time? Well, I've never seen a Die Hard, so... <gasps> How? Um... yippee ki yay motherfucker. I'm, I'm... <laughs> To be honest, I'm I'm, I'm not in not really into movies that much. I don't watch many films. Um, okay. If I was to if I was to go out and pluck a Christmas film, Home Alone two probably. Shout! What a film! Although it, I mean, it, it very loosely linked to Christmas because it's snowy. The best film of all time is Cool Runnings. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Cool Runnings is a great I mean, film. It's not really, not strictly. It's not Christmassy, but it's uh, it's a but, great uh, film. I, 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 the, the Home Alone, Lost in New York one. I quite like that one. Nick? Um, Die Hard's played at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas film <laughs> to me. Um, the one I'll probably think of, and I, I, I don't know if I've got the title exactly right, it's the one with Dickie Attenborough. Is it Miracle on 32nd Street? 34th Street. 34th Street. Oh. You were close so, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that I would go for. Uh, we're getting the shouts coming in already. Craig saying, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, no question. Mark saying, Arthur Christmas fact. Ben, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And what are some of your other favourite Christmas movies? Yes, it is. Uh, the obvious as well, Elf is also one that I quite like. I've never and watched it. The whole the way other ones, you know, it's really good. I fell I've tried it twice. I fell asleep twice. And also, I like, now, this is a cartoon but it reminds me of my childhood. The snowman. And it's, it, it's, it's the snowman and the Father Christmas one, the grumpy Father Christmas when he goes on holiday. Yeah. And, yeah, that very booming Christmas, that one. <laughs> when he's done with, um, oh, what's his name? He's dead now. The comedian. Um, the dead comedian. Yeah, what was his <laughs> name? There was, a two, there was two of them. And they used to play, Halen Pace? Was it Halen Pace? Anyway, um, yeah, him and... I, I, I quite like that, and I'll quite happily watch that again. And uh, uh, I mean, there's no denying Wizard of Oz is a classic, but is that a Christmas movie? I think it's Christmas. No. Uh, Woody, Die Hard. Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie. Um, it's set at a Christmas, Christmas party. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you now, if Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, neither is Home Alone, because Christmas plays an essential part of the plot of Die Hard and Home Alone. Um mm -hmm. So I actually argued this with somebody the other day who kept sending me, apparently Bruce Willis came out and said something and all that shit. Um, but it's, a, you know, it's integral to the plot. If it wasn't Christmas, John McClane would never have gone to Nakatomi Plaza. Correct. Unlike, unlike where Lethal Weapon, was, which is set at Christmas, but that is incidental to the plot line. So it is 100%. It is just as much of the Christmas movie as Home Alone is. And for that reason, it is the best Christmas movie of all time. Um, so I've already said Muppets Christmas Carol for me um, is is elite. Um, Die Hard absolutely 100% is a Christmas movie for exactly the reasons uh, Woody said. Um, there are plenty of other notable um, Polar Express is good. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, one, one. If you've got younger kids, that is underrated is Santa Paws. Um, we're big fans of that. Um, while Aiden was growing up, um, but I have to say, uh, on the assumption that no one else has watched it, so for those who like Die Hard and for those who like Home Alone, the new film that's come out this year, Violent Night, superb, in the sense of it is a shit film, but it's so shit it's funny. And and the tagline it was sold to me on is. It is Die Hard meets Home Alone. It is hilarious watching Santa kill all these house robbers. <laughs> funny, funny, funny as fuck. Um, and with, without giving any spoilers away, it starts with Santa in a pub in Bristol being sick on the bartender when he flies off in the sand. <laughs> so it's got elements of bad Santa for those who have watched that as well. Um, it is hilarious. Um, and violent night. I quite like very, that. very much recommend. Go and see, go and look at the trailer, and then go and watch the film. Superb, and it will I've definitely be added. Definitely be added to my uh, to my annual Christmas viewing because it had me in stitches at the cinema the other night watching that. Um, but yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol for me is is the the Christmas movie, and uh, Die Hard absolutely is a Christmas film. Um, we have. One last question on Christmas before we can move on to the final topic. And that is, Christmas songs should be banned until the 18th of December. No. Woody. <laughs> um, as somebody who used to be very adamant that the Christmas tree couldn't go up until after my birthday, I would not be against. I think 18th is a little bit late. I'm quite happy. 11th of December onwards, I, I find it acceptable. Um or, or if, or if a Christmas do happens beforehand, um, that's that's when I accept Christmas. When my first Christmas do happens, after that I accept anything Christmas. Okay, Ben. Um, I think it should be. Yeah, I think it is when it gets to like third or fourth of the December when Christmas starts really rolling. Um, I know Heart Christmas starts on like November the first, straight after, um, after ha at Halloween, and it's. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, no, that is a bit shit. Yeah, I go, oh, it's Christmas songs. Listen to one of them and go, yeah, that doesn't feel right. No, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the start of December, second or third. We'll crack it on. Yeah, it's fine. Nick? Yeah, start of December. Once December's here, you can say that's leading into Christmas. Yeah. And nothing before that, though. There's too much stuff way before that, way too early. Okay. Joe? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, there's nothing more annoying than walking around shops in October and November and hearing Christmas music. Trying to hold Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. I think December. Anyway, December. I mean, I'm all for like play a few songs on Christmas Eve and then knock it all on the head on Boxing Day. But um, <laughs> I guess, I guess, sort of December is acceptable. So I'm going to say, um, in places such as retail and hospitality, first of December onwards should be fine um outside of retail and hospitality you do you if you love christmas you play from october for all i care yeah but um, you put your christmas tree up in november yeah i did i did put my christmas tree up in november you're right and there it will remain until just before new year's eve when it comes down it, can, can i can i just add one more question in. go on um what would be your favorite crisp like snack because I have one that is 
every well, year at Christmas. Yours is going to be something that I've probably never heard of and way out no, of my no, it's, range. It's, it's <laughs> not, no, it's not that high, bro. So my favourite crisp-based snack. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bear of fairly simple tastes. And you give me a, a tube of sour cream Pringles, I'm more than happy. Go on then, Nick. What what's the uh, what's the highbrow version of that? Uh, mine is uh, tubs, and I'd say in the plural of cheeselets. I could eat. <laughs> I could sit down. So when, once I've opened the tube of that or the tub of that, I could just sit and eat the whole lot straight off. No danger. They are oh the bizzo. The only the only thing better for me on a crisp based snack it, than than eating a tube of sour cream Pringles is to follow that up with some Texas barbecue Pringles. Try <laughs> <laughs> Pringles, I think. I am a fan. Well, only, only really those two flavors. The salt you mix ones are do you, do, do, oh, would like you mix them. them? Would you yeah, have the, all the sour time. cream and a barbecue? All the time, yeah. Yeah, Just yeah. Like a salad. Yeah. <laughs> like a, salad a Pringle cream. salad. Pringle yeah. salad. Uh, well, on that on that note, then, is there any other sort of snacks that you only have at Christmas? Any of you, for example, mm. like Toblerone's available all year round. I only eat them during Christmas. Mm. Um, and those, um, is it Benedict's the little mint mint yeah. biscuit things? Yeah, yeah I know. Only I mean. have them at Christmas as well. Um, sort of honey roasted, you know, they're sort of honey roasted, honey glazed nuts, cashew nuts. Mm. Oh, there's Mr. Stratford one Avon coming out again. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I just that. lightly salted peanuts when it comes to nuts, right? Yeah, but yeah, you like posh ones though at Christmas because it's Christmas. Uh, Claire saying cheese, oh, I love cheese and pineapple or cheese and onion crisps with a pickled egg in. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, appreciate um, that. Since when did Paul's Rush in become the cooking channel? Diversifying, yeah. Um, we're hold, we're host Master Chef next week. Mince pies um, with double cream says that's right. Warm mince pies. No one's eating the mince pie in June, are they? Oh, if someone offered me a mince pie in June, I'd certainly eat it. Yeah, I'd... yeah We always have we always have the mince pies with the uh the icing on the top. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Quite nice. Um I because actually I... probably only have Come on, as I say, I probably only have crackers at Christmas. Genuinely. I don't think I have crackers any other time of the year. They only come out <laughs> on Christmas, which is strange because crackers Jeez. is quite a popular snack. Mm. Yeah. Roasted chestnuts by one in a market. Yes. Bag Roasted. of oats. Yeah. Bag Bag of chestnuts. Hot. Up, hot barrel. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, here, here's one for you, Nick, surely. Uh, Stilton with a litre of port. I'll take the port. You know me, Joe. Yep. Yeah. On there. <laughs> I think the pork. After the pigs in blankets, yeah, a bit of Stilton. <laughs> lots of, of cheese. Yeah. Lovely lots, lots, lots Lovely and lots and lots of cheese. Lots of cheese board. With See, as is Joe. As is Joe, I think I'd rather have Dairyly Dunkers and pork <laughs> rather than Stilton. I'll be honest. So this this <laughs> might still be in the crackers. This might be controversial. I'm not a big fan of cheese generally. Yeah, love cheese. Love cheese. Like love I, cheese. I'm I, again fairly simple taste. I, if I'm having cheese, I'll stick with cheddar. Um, yeah, cheddar's good. Decent cheddar is good. But then I'm quite happy to have like the laughing cow cheese spread, or the or the or what I refer to as the plastic cheese. The other barbecues. 
Oh no, plastic cheese only belongs on burgers. Yeah, that doesn't belong anywhere else. No, plastic <laughs> cheese only goes on burgers. Uh, any think... other Christmas snacks before we move on, guys? I always like to do my own pickled eggs. I haven't done it this year actually. I always like to do my own pickled eggs. Mm. I'm just, um, I'm fully, I'm fully in agreement with Nick. Cheeselets, they are. Yeah. Uh, Woody, the dunkers are on Joe. So, so, what type of dunkers do you prefer? The breadstick ones, or do you prefer oh the tubely ones? Day. Yeah, tubely oh, ones, or the little ones with bits of cracker in that you can dip. <laughs> you know, you got little cracker little Pringle ones you can dip in. Nice. <laughs> Fools rush in, sponsored by Derrily. We've got Lee coming up. You've got Derrily that you can spread on your bread, but or you can just open the pack of the triangle up and just pop it in your mouth. Either way, nice. Do you like a, a Derrily Lunchable as well, Ben? I've got to say, the yeah, disrespect like for the laughing cow now. now you, the Lunchables, you've got to make it as tall as you want and just try that. Cathedral spread it in. Um, for those who missed it, I flashed up there. Mark said he can't eat Stilton without port. And uh, Joe has come back with Jumbo yes, Chews. Um, shall we move away from Christmas now, guys, and finish off with something a little bit more on brand for Fools Rushing? Uh, finally, World Cup final preview. France or Argentina? Which way are we thinking, Joe? Don't care. Simple as that. Um, I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather Messi won it. Okay. Before he retires. Um, but yeah, I'm not not really fussed to be honest. Nick. I'm like Joe. I I couldn't care less. I probably won't even watch it. Didn't watch any of the semis once England were out. That's my interest gone. So um, it seems uh, they want Messi to win it. So I hope the French do. <laughs> uh, Woody, uh, I'd like to say that we got knocked out to the world champions. So I think I'd rather have France. Plus, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'd rather Messi didn't win it. So then all of these. Messi and Ronaldo bum boys can stop that argument because neither of them would have won a World Cup. Um, yeah. So it's uh, I'd quite, but I think, yeah, mo most of all, I think I'd, I'd just like to lose to the world champions. Okay, Ben? Uh, I think much echo is that once England got knocked out, I completely lost all interest, which is fair. Um, I think my, my, I want France to win, but my reasons are and it's because um, Argentina acted like cunts when they've won each game to the opposition. They've been absolute pricks. And uh, France, when they beat us, actually were a bit dignity. And they, what, the way um, that Kylian Mbappe was laughing at Harry Kane? Well, yeah, they were, yeah, no, they were, but, yeah, no, but he wasn't actually, Mbappe wasn't laughing. They told him he was just celebrating that they he actually missed. But they, they weren't actually cunts at full time. They weren't, like, taking the piss out of us because all doing it like pride. They actually oh, no. There, there, was, there was respect there between. We the apologise to anyone that's offended by the overly foul and abusive language yeah. that Ben's been using. <laughs> Mainly, yes, yeah, Argentina were acting like cunts when. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I hope you tell Ben off. I got told off last week, and I hope you you noticed. I haven't. I don't think I've uttered one swear word tonight. Well, to be fair, Nick, I actually, I actually received, I actually received two separate messages about your language last time. Up. Did you? Nick, I bet one of them, Danny. Everyone else, 
everyone else, people are just like, yeah, that's what they do. They're always uh, <laughs> fuck this shit, that wanker, this. But Nick does it. It's like, right, I'm messaging into Vipey. <laughs> was it Danny? I bet Danny's put him in his place. Uh, I'll, I'll t- no, it, it wasn't. And and uh, I read earlier actually that she wasn't feeling very well. So I hope she gets better oh. soon. Um, but uh, but Nick, this is what happens when you portray yourself as someone who eats crab rolled salmon <laughs> and, and wears a three piece suit to Christmas. You're not allowed to use the foul and abusive language. And I, and I think I've been very good tonight. <laughs> uh, Mark, on the other hand, is is on Team Ben. <laughs> <laughs> for, for balance, I would say um, so. I drew Argentina in the work sweepstake. Um, so I have an invested interest, but all the way along, obviously I said I would rather the, the lady at work who got England got all the money. And then when England went out, I said, I'm fully on board with Morocco winning this world cup. But now that it's a straight shootout between Argentina and France, I'll take the money, please. Um, so, so I'll be quite Bye happy. Bye yes, ben thinks you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time he's probably said it to me either let's be honest we've had more than our fair share of uh, disagreements I've never, I've never said any rude words to you though Bryce. I've never called you anything no, no, not not to my face anyway no, I'm not <laughs> um, gents, it has been an absolute delight spending the last two hours with you, um, I enjoyed your, all your uh, very strong opinions on all things Christmas, thank you to everyone who submitted uh, questions for us to answer and for joining us and joining in the chat it was great to have you all engaged as well um we will be back on monday and we will have our usual two shows before christmas and then between christmas and new year things may change a little bit but we will announce that uh probably next this time next week but for myself from joe from nick uh from ben who eventually turned up again and from woody thank you very much um, we've been fools rush in. Come on, Swindon. We'll see you on Monday. Take my hand. Take my whole life too. But I can't help falling.